Hey everybody, welcome to Belly Up to the Blackboard podcast. This is episode 17. We're just going to be checking in. We are about 12 weeks into school now and Thanksgiving break is right around the corner. We're also going to be discussing some stories that uh, we dealt with or things that we saw in our first couple years of teaching dealing with parents. We're also going to give you guys some tricks and tips on how to deal with parents if you're a newer teacher and, and what you may be able to expect. Uh, please make sure you email us at bellyuptotheblackboardpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, any ideas or thoughts. And please enjoy the podcast on X, Instagram, all your podcasting platforms. And we're going to start adding some videos to TikTok as well. So we hope you enjoy. Thank you. Welcome to Belly Up to the Blackboard, a podcast focused on the reality of teaching and other musings from and about professionals, hosted by Chris Munn and Justin Russell. What's up, buddy? Hey, bud. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has. It has. It has. How was your day? It was good. It went fast. Yeah. It's, a, uh, it's weird this time of year, right? Don't you think it slows down? I think so. I think the two times of the year that are like really slow is that um, late October into November, and then getting out of Christmas into to spring break. Yeah, but no, today went fast. Uh, how was it for you? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. We just, it was kind of an easy Friday. We took it easy. I had no issues, but I kind of hung out in my room most of the time until I had to shoot kids out of the bathroom. Yeah, well, until they forced you to do it because they were so loud. Yes, I had a kid come in and say they were slap fighting or something. Oh, so I don't know, but... You know how it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the new um, Thunderdome, right? The bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah that and the old uh, smoking in the, the boys' room, mostly. <laughs> Girls aren't bad, but boys are. You know, problem in schools on the 50s was what? Smoking in the in the bathroom. Yeah, not vape. 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, th- yeah, some things just don't change, you know? Agreed. They just, they they morph into something that's similar, but maybe a little different. So, yeah. hey, what are you drinking, buddy? I didn't pop the, the champagne. Yeah, I was, I was do, debating, it. do uh, it now. Do we do that? Right? Yeah, I was debating it. on whether we do it yeah, or do we just it now. go well, right You can't leave that. that out. No. Okay, we got to leave it. All right, here we go. All right. Uh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking some Whistle Pig 12, man. This oh, yeah. Is, uh, it surprised me that's still abundant. Like, it's not a hard to find item. Yeah, it's um, maybe it's just because they, I don't know, they make just so much of it, or maybe it's just not like the doesn't have the cool horse on the top. Like I think lamb. it's a trend deal. It'll come back around. I think so. One, it's it's a, it's not a pricey bottle. It's like one twenty five retail, but it's pricier than like a Blanton's or um, <clears throat> I don't know what's E H Taylor. Is that about that's about one. It's about, it depends, 70-ish. Excuse me, yeah. So, I don't know, maybe it's just that, um, yeah, the scarcity factor of it. Probably. I don't know. Who makes Blanton's? Is it, it's not the same group that does Buffalo, Buffalo Trace, is yeah, it? it's Buffalo is it? Trace. Uh-huh, okay. For sure. <coughs> yeah. Wow, sorry. Dist- distributor problem. So, uh, tell, tell our listeners, how was our uh, visit to uh, Templeton? Oh, by the way, I am drinking... Yeah, no one cares. Jerk. It's not, I'm not, it's it's not, not alcohol. alcohol. <laughs> it's not. We got basketball practice tonight, so I figured I should probably not. Well, you're not practicing. Not show up and kick basketballs. 
or yell from the stands. I don't coach it, so I could just be the the drunk parent in the stands yelling, but I probably think that's a bad idea. You know, I want to advise it to listeners, but if you want a quick way of being, you know, not having to go to basketball practice, youth basketball practice. That's true. That'd be the way to do it, We right? could kick them out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get kicked out to your car and... Might not be a bad idea. <laughs> but it's the school we work at, so I should probably not do that. Probably not. You don't want to be that other guy. Yeah. yeah, so that's all right. Um, yeah. So anyway, what was your question? Oh, Templeton. Yeah. yeah. So we had to go out and uh, out west there for something, and uh, we got to go see Templeton for the first time. It was good. Yeah, it was cool. I really liked um, the, the museum part of it that's yeah. inside. We didn't have a chance to get to the um, – uh, what the the tour? We didn't yeah. get to see the tour. We didn't we didn't taste, didn't sample. But um, yeah, the museum was cool. They had some cool stuff. First time out there. What is about an hour and a half away ish? Not bad from where we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're in central Iowa are, it's, yeah. or western Iowa, it's, it's definitely worth going to. So. You know, something I thought about on the way home. Well, actually, after I fell asleep a couple times. Um, you imagine being a teacher during that prohibition period? Yeah, what would that be like? Good lord, man! Like, not even from like a academic side but how about a discipline side right do you think it would have made it worse no i think it would have been easier i think people had like adults had a shorter fuse like think about the level of stress man like so you're saying like teachers that drank back then yeah not just that but you're coming out what the crash of 29 yeah 29 Mm -hmm. you're you know you got crime happening everywhere not every well just like it is now but like geez louise man like Think about the the small amount of populations that were in, in you know rural areas at that time. Like, yeah, please. Now, do you think there was a rash of kids missing a bunch of school because they were helping with stills? Because there were still illegal stills, oh, right? Yeah. Prohibition started in twenty eight, nineteen twenty eight. Yeah. <clears throat> so I wonder if there was a bunch of maybe I think, not a bunch. I don't know. I think, uh, I, and I have nothing to back this up, but yeah, we're just making stuff up. Yeah, <laughs> but I'd be interested, like. The the migration patterns of of school age children because think about it, like jobs they weren't abundant no so I mean like it'd be more of a it'd be more of a transient population I would think and then like with the you know gangsters and illegal rum running and all that like yeah I wonder what it was I mean if you think so where Templeton's at it's it's kind of Western Iowa mm-hmm. so there's not a bunch of stuff there mm-hmm. so how much is running through there or is it just being made local and sold somewhat local. I saw, I read one thing at Templeton. It was a, um, I got surprised by the microphone right there. Um, it was a kid that was like 16 and they were running it to Omaha. So Omaha is probably what another hour and a half. Yeah. Something. So, um, but you you talk about like, I I would imagine talk about the, the idea about proactive or initiative. Like if you're a 12 year old, 15 year old looking to make some extra cash, man, like, yeah, like nobody's nobody's going like, hey, we help wanted sign out front. It was, dude, we got to make some money. Like, what do you want to do? What can we do? Uh, well, you know, Pappy's got a car. I don't think he'll be happy. He'll whoop my, you know what? If we take it, but or yeah, you know. or maybe they're doing it for the dad. Yeah, who knows? You know, yeah, that'd be interesting, man. But anyhow, um, sorry to get on a sidetrack. No, it's no. alcohol. It's part of the show. So yeah, bam. Uh, yeah. What do we got on the docket today, man? Oh, we're gonna talk about. Um, See, we we're going to say early years, but I think any time, um, just some of the weird stuff, crazy stuff said or done that you've seen as a teacher. <laughs> I think that's what we're going to talk about. 
Yeah, I don't. So. I don't know. Like I, I one humorous thing is, uh, you know, doing being in special education for several years as an educator. Um, students say some goofy stuff. Like they have some different ideas about how life is after graduation, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I continuously remember, like daily, I'd get in this kind of you know back and forth verbal. Uh, argument with a student because they, they the student would keep going but that's in my igp and i'm going what the heck is an igp like and then he'd be like well an idp and i'm like so you got the first and last letter right? like do you even know what that you're talking about well no that thing that you always bring up you know the thing that it gives me extra time or whatever yeah <laughs> you know? hey like, he got two of the three letters that's <laughs> passing 66 so i always laugh about those things or um you know the 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 kids that are like lawyers right they're like well you you can't do that like you yeah. can't give me a detention well, well why not because i have an iep that has nothing to do with no. You know? There, yeah, there are some kids that are very smart and like yeah. know it frontwards and backwards, and are, which is good. They need to, but like <clears throat> they try to use it for things, mm-hmm. like you said, those gray areas, or they try to lawyer it of what's well, in my AP. Well, it might be something similar, or they'll just use that excuse to teachers. Right. Now we know better, obviously, because we yeah. wrote them. Yep. But like when they tell their you know uh, Jenna teacher. You know, it's in my AP. I get unlimited time, or or unlimited bathroom <clears throat> breaks, right? Yeah, like, unlimited. Ba- oh, I need a, I need to take a break. Yep, or I need to wander the hallway right now. Like, no. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a big thing there. Um, I, I would say the crazy things are more and less from during those IEP meetings. Parent, rec- like parent, not demands, but parent like suggestions, right, for yeah. accommodations and stuff. Um, I remember there there were several times parents would make like their their concerns and then their solution and be like yeah we're a school district we we can't we can't do that stuff like you know (laughs) (laughs) i had a parent tell me i could hit her kid yeah i said well i appreciate that but i will get in trouble yep so i probably can't but thank you for allowing yeah allowing that you know like uh those safe rooms those of you do like you know severe and profound you know about safe rooms and We've had, you know, I've had parents before be like, hey, anytime you need to take my kid, just throw them in there and shut the door. And it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we that, can you expand on that? Like anytime? <laughs> yeah, you can't legally just throw them in there for no reason. Hey, he's walking in the hallway. All right, you're going in there. <laughs> that kid's pissing me off. Get in there. You know. Take a break. Um, I think the I think <clears throat> the one that we probably all can relate to is um, when you feel like everything is going well in your class, like kids are doing well, they're taking ownership, you know, they're progressing through standards or whatever. And then all of a sudden somebody comes to you and says, Hey, um, you know, since your, your class is doing really well, would you mind if I put so-and-so in there? Uh, Cause they're not doing well. Yeah. And it's like, and they're not a sped student. No, I like that one. When they, when they ask like yeah. if a kid can come in there and like work or do something. Yeah. Yeah. It's what, sometimes it's just cause the kid's annoying them and they need them yep. to out of their room. It's Which like, I understand, but you get what I'm going. Like yeah. you're, you're rocking it. The kids are rocking it. And then all of a sudden this, uh, giant spoon is thrown into your, uh, Oh yeah. Classroom. It's like just a grenade into stuff. the middle of the room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought we were going to have that recently with, you know, a couple of kids that we had that are, are not doing well. And yep. like, I've got my math class. It's going smooth. The yep. kids are doing well. Just tossing a kid in there. <laughs> yeah. It's been in the past where it's, they don't have like a math goal maybe, but they have a behavior goal. Right. So they can't do well in the gen ed class. So they put them in the special ed math class. Right. And it's just like a grenade. I mean, it just upends everything. Well, and you would agree 
the majority of time we find that those behavior problems come because either because they don't have a math goal that's their academic, they're ahead of people, right? Or they just they don't have the the skills to work in small groups, and so yeah. getting thrown into a class where nobody well I should say well the majority of kids don't have social skills right, and that's why yep. they're in there for, and they have academic goals because they're behind. So now you're just like double whammying that kid that you know couldn't yeah. handle being in the gen ed class. So well, and then I hate when kids come in and they're like, I don't need to be in here. Right. It's like, okay, but this says you do. <laughs> so either talk to your parents yeah. or prove to me yeah. that you don't need to be in there. But yeah, yeah and that's what frustrates me because then you have kids and you got to stomp on them pretty quickly because mm-hmm. those ones that think that they are not at the level of others, which there's even in special ed, there's different levels of kids, right. um, you know, academically, but it's like you have a deficiency, you need to be in here. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, you may not be at this level, but we're not going to disrespect or, yep. you know, things like that. So you got to really make sure right away. Yeah. You're not going to come in here and wreck everything. Yeah. No, and um, I don't know, like uh, you and I had kind of a, uh, you know about this, but you've, and you've had several times, <clears throat> and I'm sure listeners have had this before, but, you know, like when, if you're a cop and you get pulled over for speeding, like yeah. generally there's a professional courtesy, right? You're like, yeah, I'm so officer so-and-so I work at such and such precinct. Yep. And you know, there's a little bit of leniency there and I'm sure it's annoying for the uh, officer who pulls somebody over and that happens. I think that though in, in education, like uh, occasionally that becomes too prevalent, right? Yeah. Like, um, and I think we can all think of those administrator kids or those teachers kids who've been around and you're yeah. like, God, they know, like, they don't allow that in their classroom. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, yeah, there's, or, like, you have them, a kid, and their parent teaches at a different school. Yeah. And they try to pull the, you know, well, I'm in it, you know, yeah. in my class, we don't do that, or this isn't how it would be run, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's like, <sighs> yeah. And what the, a lot of times, now, if it's, like, academic, mm-hmm. usually they kind of, they the parents understand, like, yes, my, my child is, right. is deficient in an area, but if, it, if it's a behavior student, yep. It's like there's no there's no accountability. Like yeah. you know, they don't see it. I love that. I don't. Well, he doesn't do that at home. Yeah. Yep. But you will have the ones, and we've had some great parents that are like, "Yeah, kid's an asshole. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I apologize. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. do what you need to do. Yeah. I completely understand. I'm on your side. Yep. But then you'll have those few and far between. I would say that those educators that just because they're an educator, they think they are better than you. Yeah. And you're an educator, you know what I mean? Or that there should be not necessarily better, and I agree with some of that because for some people, but like more leniency. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, you do the same job I have. You know how tough it is during the day. Like, and I'm trying to, you know, trying to work with my students, and I, I don't necessarily have that brain space or the energy to deal with my kids. So yeah. can you take care of it, right? And it's just like... Yeah, it's a fine line, right? Yeah. Because I, you don't want to build that capacity of, yeah, I'll go ahead and take care of it yeah. all the time, right? And I won't bug you. Yep. Um, I'll shoot you an email yep. just to give you a heads up. But then again, where does that lead? And and I guess that's a pedagogical difference, right, or whatever we want to call it. But no, um, so as far as those parents who come in with guns a-blazing, yep. what would you say for our – listeners who are first-time teachers or who are struggling in the profession, like what are some things that you kind of remind yourself of as that happens, right? Um, so two big things is 
one, don't ever try to like be dishonest. Yeah. Or like blur the lines a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And two, you got to make sure you have your shit in line or your ducks in a row. Cause if, especially if it's another educator, but, oh, absolutely. um, you know, it's, if you know that this is a tough parent, yep. one, you got, you just be straight honest. And I mean, you may have to be blunt, yep. but they're going to appreciate that more than if they can smell that you are trying to, <clears throat> I want to say this, um, not so much be dishonest. Cause I, I you know, I, I can't think of teachers that I'm sure there are teachers that have done that, but, um, but like, not authentic or disingenuous. Yes, right? there you go. Like Those you are the good are, words. Yeah, disingenuous. That you know, you know, it's if if you're like, hey, this is what we saw. Here's one, two, and three, or A, B, and C. Yeah. You know, let's have the conversation. Yep. Um, yeah. And they may still be upset, but they're not going to come back on. Well, you lied. Yep. Or you're dishonest, or you didn't follow A, B, and C rules, right. or pieces of the the IEP to where now you got your butt in a bind. Um, so those are two, when you know it's a tough parent and hopefully if you're a new teacher, ask your administration, ask another teacher. Yeah. If the kids, uh, you know, even if they're a freshman, email the middle school, Hey, how was the parent last year? Um, what do I need to do? How do I need to prep for this meeting? Yep. But just make sure you're prepared being prepared. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What about Um, you? What are some things that, uh, is there anything extra that you would tell? Uh, yeah, and I love the fact that you know you you are encouraging educators, regardless of where they are, uh, of just being true, right, to themselves. Not there's a thing about being honest, and there's things about being true, right? Like being true, there are times where you can word things right yep. to help your cause that benefits the student, right? Yeah. Um, we're not saying being 100% honest, dead honest, because that doesn't help anyone, you know, to come in. Yeah. Well, you can be honest without being an asshole. Yes. I mean, it can be like, you know, Johnny, you know, is at school, you know, he shows up to my room five minutes late every day and there's that, or it's like, you know, Johnny just disrespects my rules. Like it's how you, that's how you word it. I think part of it too, because you can say that you can have the same message two different ways. Yeah. One's going to, parent might be a little upset, but you're honest. Another yeah. one, parent's going to get pissed because of the way you're at, you know, the, yeah. what you're using. And I love the fact that you said, like, be on it. And, you know, so <clears throat> something I wish when I first started teaching, somebody would have told me is, hey, if you are about to meet with a with a parent you've never met before, right, definitely start asking some questions so you can be prepared. Yeah. Because the worst thing is when you have a parent who a lot of people know come in guns a blazing, but you don't know that. Yep. And you meet them for the first time, you extend your hand, you say, Hey, Mr. And Miss so-and-so. And all of a sudden just bullets start to fly <laughs> and you look like a dumbass, yeah. right? You yeah. stand there like during the headlights, look, you look, and then you backpedal cause you're nervous. Yep. And then all of a sudden you're this incompetent, nervous, um, very in regards of your age. And so, I, I always tell people the same thing. Start asking some questions, right? Like, so yep. if it's a parent you've never met before, there's somebody in your building who knows that parent, regardless if they're from elementary or from middle school, but they know that kid, right? Yep. Or that family. Um, and then I, I really did like how you said, 
be prepared, get your ducks in a row, know your shit, right? Like, I think that's huge. And one thing that I found, and again, I wish I would have done this when I was younger, is whenever you set a meeting, you do it by phone. And the reason you do that is because it gives you an opportunity to say, hey, what are some concerns you have? Yeah. Because you're not going to solve them on the phone, but what you do is you take note of that. Yep. Because then you can set an agenda. So when you get in there, the 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 outline is even if a parent's about to you know to start shooting bullets like no other, you say, hey, here's the thing that we're going to do today, and then at the very end, I would like to hear your thoughts on on what that looks like. And you always got to be solution oriented with it. You don't just come out and say your kid's a dick. Yeah. You can say like, hey. I've tried, I've tried reasoning. I've tried pulling your student out, you know, into the hallway and having one-on-ones. I've tried doing this. And as you know, I've talked to you multiple times about the detentions and all that. But then again, you're not putting your opinion in there. No, it's, it's, you're just, it's objective. You're stating fact. The one thing like for me, I like emailing a parent better. Now it's hard. It's, it's a double-edged sword because like that your tone yeah. Can come off not the way you you know you want right. you know, yep. but especially for a young teacher too, if you or maybe do both, maybe phone and then email. But the nice thing about email is then I have it in writing because what's said on the phone. Yep. You, I mean, it's you said versus you know he said see he yep. said versus she said mm-hmm. right. Um, so that's kind of where like I like email better yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your tone can come off. It, you know, it could be misconstrued. Yeah. So, well, I and I, and the caveat to that is I do like doing both as well. So when I, so a lot of times if it's, so before I call a parent that I've never spoken to, I'll ask around like, Hey, what's this parent like? Yeah. If I know that they're going to be one of those parents who are very supportive, proactive, then I will call, but I will send a follow-up email a day before that morning yep. of or whatever, and just say, Hey, just wanted to make sure I touch base and ensure that these are the things that I heard, right, and, and that yeah. we're going to talk about today. Is there anything else you would like to add? That way, again, an agenda is set in writing. Now, if it's a parent that a lot of people are like, you know what, like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, the last interaction I had with them, they called me, you know, an incompetent fool. <laughs> or they're like, you know, um, I had my panties in a bunch, which parents have said before. And... And so it's one of those deals where, like, if that happens, I still like to call, but I won't ask them, like, hey, would you, you know, what are some concerns? Yeah. What I'll do then is I, in the follow-up email, I will ask them because me <laughs> having ADHD sometimes, then I can skim the email, right? Yeah. Like, and just take some notes. Well, you can go back and yeah. when you're preparing for the meeting. Yeah. Because yeah. that parent's going to come and I, 99.9% of the time, will re- reiterate what they put in the email, right? Yeah. And so the thing about that is, I guess my advice to new teachers is, like you said, really make sure you are, I hate using the word control, but you are structuring that interaction so it's productive, right? Yeah. Um, And we're not saying you have to be, you know, like the press secretary where you have a binder and you're flipping tabs on every topic. But you probably should have some pieces of evidence, whether that is the number of detentions, write-ups, how many standards, you know, we're not doing well, or how many pieces of missing work or absences. Yeah. Um, any kind of printed evidence goes way farther than saying, hey, look at the projector, look at the screen, 
Yeah, because um, then they can, one, I know a lot of parents like to write on, you know, yeah. write on it and take their own notes. And it's easier to do that on on that sheet. Even if you're looking at it on the projector, yeah. everybody has a paper copy. Yeah. Um, so there's, I, I 100% agree with that. And I also think something that will save you, and I know it's hard sometimes, because sometimes I even struggle with this, just because time, right? We all have issues with time sometimes. Um, but if you can send, you finish the IEP other than what you're going to put in, yeah. you know, at the meeting, if you can send that ahead of time, it's like, hey, Here's a draft. Take a look at this before a meeting. If you have any questions, it just gives you a chance to, to create yeah. or, you know, have those questions. And then also one other thing is I would make sure, especially with tough parents, make sure your administrator's there. And if you're a young teacher, say, hey, yeah. I'll, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run the meeting. Now this is a tough parent. Yep. Um, I just want to make sure you have my back in the meeting. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, if, or just even point out, like, hey, I think this is going to be the contentious part, right? Yeah. Would you mind taking that part for me? Yes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yep, that would be good. Um, and they can de-escalate a parent, too, sometimes yeah. that you may not, you know, you may not be comfortable with or you you haven't had meetings enough yeah. or, you know, had those parent meetings enough yep. to know how to, how to you know, kind of navigate that and maneuver yep. it. Um, I do want to, I do want to add um, for new teachers and, and to empower them. There, you by all means, if a meeting becomes too contentious, like a parent after 10, 15 minutes cannot be reconciled. And yep. you are, regardless if you're with an administrator or not, there is nothing wrong with saying, hey, it looks like we can't come to an agreement on this discussion. Yep. Let's go ahead and table that. Or there's nothing wrong with you looking at your administrator and going, hey, I, I, I feel like this is not being moving us towards any progress. Yep. Is it okay if we reschedule this meeting? Yes. Yeah. Because you have to protect yourself, number one. Yeah. Um, because the more you let a parent railroad you, the more it becomes personal, and then the more emotions will fly. And I think those are hard things to come back from. Yeah, and if it is a parent that is is used to want either getting their way or yep. or being that bully. Yeah. Um, when they see that. You know, it's like seeing a wounded deer or something. <laughs> yeah. They're just going to continue, yep. know that they, what they can do to kind of yeah. um, get at you. Yeah. And then they, they will continue, you know, they may continue to do yeah. that. So um, I think that, I think what can alleviate a lot of this stuff is communication. Oh, absolutely. You can never over communicate. Now no. a parent will say, I mean, you could email them every day, but they would rather have you do that. Yeah. Most parents than not know anything. Yep. Um, I know I had, a, I don't want to say issue, but... <clears throat> We had a kid that thought they were in the wrong class or, or why we took him out of a class is what yeah. it was. Um, parent was upset and they wanted to come in and have a meeting. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, let's do it. Let's meet. Yep. Um, came into the meeting. He asked a question. I gave him, here's why, here's why, here's why. Yeah. By the end of the meeting, there was no issue. Yeah. But it was, it was confusion because when you send a message through a student, yeah. you know, and explain to them and then it gets lost in, tra- it's a telephone game. Oh, absolutely. It gets lost in translation. Parent gets upset because of what their son or daughter has told them. Yeah. They don't know really the clear story of it. So yeah. then they're upset, so they want to come in and have a meeting. Then you're able to explain it to them, and then yeah. it's like, oh, okay, that that makes sense. Yeah. So you question know. for you. <clears throat> the difference before you had kids and now that you have kids, has that changed how you communicate home to parents? Um, Let me think. You know, honestly, I don't think so. 
only for the fact, well, two things. One, my kids aren't high school age and that's who we work with. Right. So that, you know, that may be a little bit different. And two, in my mind, like, I feel like I treat my kids, my students like my kids, like my expectations for them are exactly what I'd have for, you know, my kids. So, um, they may think I treat them, I don't say harshly, but like I have high standards for them. Yeah. But that's nothing different than what I would have for my son or daughter. Yeah. So it's one of those things that, you know, shut the, shut the door. Um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that <laughs> you just yanked the, yank the headset off. Um, but no, it's one of those things that were. I hold them accountable like I hold my, my own kids accountable. So when, um, you know, when they're like, well, geez, this is, you know, you're, you're always on me or, you know, you're, you're asking too much. It's like, that's what I'm doing. I want you to be successful. I would do the same. And I tell, I've said this before. I do the same thing with my kids. I don't let my kids. And that's even just like leaving a wrapper on the ground. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't pick up after my kids. I'm, like, yeah, I'm not going to pick up after you pick it up, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know if it's I've changed anything, but I, you know, I, I hold them to the same accountability as my kids. Yeah. Or maybe um, it's that I hold my kids the same accountability as my students because I had them first, students first. I don't know. It but, might be, but you know, everyone talks about having a benchmark, right? Yeah. Um, that that average median line, whatever. However, and just a side tangent. I mean, how many times have you been at the store and your kids go? Hey, I would like this. And you go, yeah, that's great. And then you go, oh, wait, I got, I need to buy this because some of the kids in my class like it. Right. Like, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that notion that there, that you have kids before you have kids as a teacher is always there. Yeah. And it's not like once you have kids, you don't, you no longer don't care. But I do think my perspective has changed a little bit. Has it? Um, uh, you know, I find myself softer on my own kids now than I am on the students. Oh, yeah? Just because, well, first of all, my, uh, just like your kids, you know, they make mistakes, but they're not labor intensive like the, yes. a lot of the yeah, students we work that. with, you know. And so I think there's a lot more leniency just in the fact of because they're not quote unquote needing a lot of things, but... I do find myself, though, the trade-off is is I feel like I don't spend as much time with my kids because they are more independent, right? Yeah. And um, and so that's not a, that's not a critique or an indictment of, of students, but in the same token, I do feel like as I've backed off on my own kids, um, there are a lot of days where I do back off now on students. Um, yeah. But I'm not saying that's the right or wrong. I'm just saying that's a byproduct because, like you said, I treat students like I would my own kids. Yeah. And if I'm starting to back off a little bit, then it probably is just natural I start to back off on students, right? I think so, because I think you've got kids that you can back off and they'll be fine. Right. But you have kids that if you back off, yeah, you know, they're yeah. going to run wild. Oh, absolutely. Like I've had a student that, um, you know, I sat down and said, hey, you're skipping class like all the time, not just mine, Yeah. other classes. Yep. I'm like, hey – and I asked him point blank, why are you here? What is your reasoning for being in school? Um, and of course, the candid answer is, I want to graduate. Yeah, the canned answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah the canned answer, right? I'm like, do you? Yeah. Because 
and I'm showing him the screen, you know, I'm like, this tells me you, you're not, you're here for, you know, warm meals and Wi-Fi. Yeah. You know, um, if you want to graduate, we need to change something. Do you think that's uh, sorry to catch up, but no. do you think that's indicative of education now, which is the habit is if you show up, you're a warm body, you show up at the start of school, you stay until the end of school, you're not an asshole, you're going to pass. And do you think kids, the second part of that is, do you think students truly understand the criterion to graduate? Um, some, but I think a lot just think, I just take these classes and then I yeah. am done with high school at the yeah. end. My guidance counselor told me to take these. Yeah. Um, but where I was going with this was that we talk about like you can let you can let off of some kids, you know. So I said, Hey, I'll help you with what I can. You need yeah. to get start catch up on stuff. You need to start coming to class. That's the first thing. Um, that next day, came went to all his classes, was never late. Yeah. Uh, you know, our, one of our counselors was like, Hey, tell them they did a great job. I saw that their attendance was great. Yeah. I tell them, Hey, nice job. Let's keep it up. Yeah. That next week, nothing. Like <laughs> it's like you couldn't, you can't give a compliment because they don't know how to take. Like they're uncomfortable in doing yeah. doing a good job. Well, it's a skill, right, to accept yeah. compliments, and a lot of kids don't have that. Yeah. It, it's like they're uncomfortable in yeah. being a good student. Well, when things go well, yeah, because they don't know that they don't know how to act. You yeah. know, and and some of our listeners probably know this, but there's a lot of research around. Cortisol, yeah. right, levels. Oh, yeah. And when a student continuously, the majority of their life, has known nothing but the cortisol in their brain, their brain actually uses it as a replacement to um, and endorphins. Yeah. And so when endorphins actually, like when you compliment a kid that feels good, whatever, yep. and endorphins come in the brain, it's almost like a, it's almost like a poison. Yeah. And it's uh, almost like what cortisol normally is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so they have to get back to homeostasis or regularity. And the only way they know is when there's drama, chaos yep. or whatever. And that's the hard part. And that's something several years ago, as I was doing behaviors, I started to realize, um, is that I would talk to kids like, hey, in the normal workplace, you cannot swear. Yeah. Like, you can't drop an F-bomb every other word. You cannot call a kid a fat toad, like, or a coworker a yeah. fat toad, right? Like, but then, like, as I got to thinking, I'm like, shoot, that happens all the time. Like, <laughs> like think about all the industries. Like, think That's, about the yeah. times you go into high V and you hear some teenager call another teenager that stuff, or even an adult. Yeah, or constr- right? even construction, you construction know. Construction or, or, or you, you know, know. Trades or something yeah, that's trades. not. trades. You know, that's more blue collar, I or guess. Or think about those movies where it's about like the stock market trading. Yeah. You know, oh, like, yeah. Trader, they're, like, geez Louise. They're cutthroat. And so like that whole paradigm shifted for me, right? Like how about like a, a, a thing like, and I know I'm going on a tangent, but for you showing up on time, right? Yeah. That used to be huge for us. Yes. We were like, get to practice on time, get to class on time, get to this appointment on time. Get to work on time, yeah. but how many coworkers do we know show up like right yeah. as that first? Oh, know, I know, yeah, you know, and it's they like, may get talked to, but like same thing. Like I listen to students, and they talk about. Well, I go, hey, if you're too, if you're late too many times, you get fired. And they go, no, I'm not. I be, I'm late every day. Yeah, or my mom's late every day. Like she literally gets out the door ten minutes late every day. Yeah, and she's not fired. And there's they just. 
don't have enough people or not enough people are working that they yeah. can't, which is crazy. Whatever the reason um, is, yeah. When you talk about cortisol, that's one thing that it's hard. I I really try to catch myself sometimes, and it's I fail. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, as a parent of, well, we're if it's human, a, all it, of us, it's do, a yeah. stressful day, you know. So like when you come home, something that's little that really shouldn't set you off, yeah, that you should just talk through with a yeah. with one of your kids, <clears throat> you know, at home, one of your own kids, and like it just elevates you. And then I'm like, I've honestly thought before, I'm like, this is raising their cortisol levels. That is not good. I and not that it's a this is not an everyday thing, Yeah, but I just, and that's where I feel so bad is like, I know if I yell and they yell that the, that the stress, the stress hormones, you know, cortisol is going, it's going through the roof. Right. And it's like, you, you got to catch yourself, but it's, it's hard. Like <clears throat> it's hard sometimes, especially after a bad day and you're dealing with a lot of dipshits. Well, that's the thing too is, is, you know, Murphy's law and we can't catch ourselves on that sometimes, but you're right. Like, and uh, and this comes from someone who did uh, behavior intervention for ten years, right? And I've written mm-hmm. curriculums for behavior intervention, and and I still catch myself, right? And I I again, we're not perfect, we're human. the The idea, though, is is I think at the end of the day, it's about communication, like you said, right? Yeah. And and I think the better that you can get at that, and the better you can get kids to express it verbally versus I'm going to effing kill that, you know, so-and-so, which we hear quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, by the way, if those of you who are educators didn't know, there's a new state law in Iowa about that, um, <laughs> threats. And you probably should look into that. But anyhow, um, I just, I found the more you can communicate, I think that builds credibility with students, right, and parents. Yeah. Yep. And so that's the great thing. So those of you who are new or in your first three to five years of teaching or those of you who are on the back end and you're you're struggling because you're like, oh, I should take early retirement and because you're having some difficulties. Look at how much you're communicating, right? And um, and then also communicating with other staff, right? And also admin. That goes a long way. Yeah, don't be afraid to uh, to bother somebody. I know you could be like, I you know I just emailed the parent yesterday. I don't know, email them again, but you would rather over communicate than under communicate. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. But in any case, uh, so as far as everything else goes, what's the uh, how's the school year been going? Not bad, not bad. Um, I think some of the new initiatives and more for behavior, I yeah. think, are doing well. Yeah. Um, I really like the phone policy, and and that I was able to choose what I wanted to do. Like we have an overarching phone policy at the school, but being able for me to choose that, hey, they put them in a Manila envelope with. Yeah. With uh, Velcro, yep. they can still keep at their desk. That's that's worked well for me. I've yeah. there's been a couple times I forgot to like hand them out, but then I'll start to having kids come up to my desk and like are ready for their envelope because yeah. they're used to it. You know, yep. it was a pushback at first, but now it's better. So, but it's been a pretty good year so far. Pretty, you know, knock on wood, pretty tame. What about you? Same deal, man. Like um, the hard part is. So I've been I've been wrapping my brain around for several years now, and you know this. Um, I'm gonna but, cut you off. Hey, did we talk about that you're back? No. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did, did we? when okay. uh, Bree was here. Oh, okay. okay yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Way back in there. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. No, Sorry. good question though. Okay, go ahead. Um, no, I've been working on. I've been trying to wrap my brain around this, and if I ever figure it out, you know, remind me, Chris, to write a book and go on talking tours. But um, about uh, climate and culture. Yeah. And um, not just with uh, students, but also teachers. Yeah. Staff. Yeah. And 
how do we get districts back to this idea of here's how we do things? Um, if you're not happy here, there are 500 other districts in the state of Iowa yes. that would gladly take <laughs> you now because of the open voucher system. Um, and just getting to that point of districts really having more empowerment, right, to yep. run things that are best for the majority and not for those 20% like the Pareto effect well, says. And I think we get lost sometimes too. And um, it was always like, you know, well, what what can we do for that one kid? Right. But in the shuffle, then you get lost. Like, what about the 29 other kids yeah. are doing a great job? Yep. Because we this- would change their schedule. We would change the 29 schedules to accommodate the one. One kid. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think that shift is starting to go. Because parents, I think one of it is parents are starting to push back. Is like, why is my kid being affected negatively because you're accommodating or kowtowing to this one student? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I think that's great. I think parents need to speak out about that too. Absolutely. And you know, there's and for several years, you know, there's been websites that rate schools and stuff like that, you know. Yep. Um but I think the idea that more information's coming out, the idea about teacher efficacy and then also on top of it, you know, the the student demographic and makeup. And so, no, I, I've just been really wrapping my brain around that idea of climate and culture. And, you know, it stems back from when we coached, right? Yep. Um, if you're trying to build a program, you got to have some decent stuff on that. So, But as far as that goes, um, no, things are going well. We're developing some different criterion, trying to figure out how to, you know, get students to uh, understand that. This, and back to that graduation uh, question, which is, you know, do students understand what it takes to graduate? Yep. And it's back to that idea of like, here's the criterion. If you're going to graduate from our school district, this is what you have to do. Yeah, It's not just okay. showing up. It's not just, you know, wandering from class to class and, and trying to do something, right? It is, there's some benchmarks, some yeah. requirements. And um, yeah, I like what we're starting to do. And yeah, um, like we said, hold kids accountable. And um, I think, and it's too bad, like behaviors get to a point where it's like, okay, we got to do something. And I think we're at, kind of at that almost tipping point of now we're like, okay, we're not going to allow this. Yeah. So if you can't handle it, Maybe there's another place for you. But it's the nature of trying to move from being reactive to proactive, right? And I would say education itself for the last probably 60 years has been reactive. We wait till something happens and then we say, what's the solution? Instead of saying, hey, a trend we've been seeing is that students are not attending class. Yeah. Okay. What are we going to do? Like, it's not the reactive of, okay, this kid did it again, that kid did it again. Okay, what's the solution? It is, okay, like the cell phones. We said a trend is is that for the last several years, cell phones have been an issue. Here's our new policy. Yep. Boom, done. You know, and, and with everything, teachers need to hold up their end of the bargain. You know, because we can be like teachers versus administration, things like that, but if they're trying to do something yeah, and – 60 or 40 percent of teachers are doing it and the rest are not yeah like they just don't think the effort's worth it yeah it's not gonna work so no i i will as a teacher i will blame some teachers that yeah they just they don't want to do it well and you're not hypocritical because you just admitted that you know you are you do that and i do that too right like we forget but 
it's during usually probably those class periods where kids are really good about <clears throat> doing it, right? Yeah, and, and it's forgetting is one thing. Yeah, just refusing to yes, refusing, you know, yes. refusing is cra- it's crazy. Yes. It's that's yeah. where it's like okay, this may not be the school for you as a teacher. You yeah, because you're you're just not a quote unquote team player at that point. I yeah. mean, you would rather it's a survival mode. I get it. However, if we're a staff and we're trying to do something, yeah, let, let's work together. Right? It's just like when, with your own kids. Yeah. Yes, the fight up front. It's going to suck. Yes. But after that, yeah. it'll get smoother. Yep. As opposed to not fighting it, yep. getting frustrated, and continuing to get frustrated because you didn't want to do it at the beginning. Yep. And you're still fighting the battle. Still fighting it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's one of those things. But well, to close, yeah. my question to you is what are you working on, I guess, right now? Like, what are you, knowing that our semester ends here shortly? Uh, probably about two months. What are you working on or trying to accomplish before you oh, you're trying to catch me, aren't you? Yeah, what did you, come on, man. Like three emails from me today. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm um, not, you know, I'm your quote unquote instructional coach, so yeah, you mother. better be on it. Um, I'm working on my individual growth plan. <laughs> nice, uh, nice like keyword. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, it's just making sure the kids are, um, you know, continue to work. I know there's sometimes that like. There's a lull between Thanksgiving and Christmas too, to where, you know, they're like, oh man, it's only three weeks, but sometimes it feels like the longest three weeks and just making sure they still have that, um, you know, that goal and they're, they're excited about it. So that's my biggest thing is just making sure taking care of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. What what about you being, other than being a pain in the ass to (laughs) Uh, the teachers? That's an ongoing process I do every day. That's true. Um, that's on my vision board. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so several things in the you know in the hopper. We are moving to a virtual school. Um, not trying, completely. Not virtual. No, yeah, that great. Yeah, yeah. But we're looking at that. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. I am trying to complete some programming and designing of our work based programming. Yep. Um, we've nice. tried to implement a side project of project-based learning. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty close to that one. The hard part is about is like you pretty much make the criterion up as you go on all yeah. this, right? Like there's no one really saying, hey, this is something we want to do. You yep. need to do it. And here's a criterion. It's, hey, we want to do this. You do it. <laughs> yeah. So, no. Which is fine. I, You know me. Like um, I need that autonomy piece, right? And so, so got those three things going. Also, we're redesigning some things with our credit recovery program. Um, and then also, um, I'm trying to figure out how to get some more student ownership in their, in their planning. And so I've got some things that we're, we're trying to like formats, um, second semester, we'll get those going. So, but the end of first semester, um, we should have, we are actually like 40% um of standards completed right yeah. now good which is ahead of the schedule and um just like you said trying to keep those kids motivated and keep them ahead of the game right yeah. so yeah awesome man well i guess we can wrap up with that so yeah uh yeah everybody thank you for uh yeah thanks. listening um we're trying to get on to we're gonna start doing some more video yeah uh trying to get maybe something on tiktok or, or youtube and just continue instagram and then we do have our email address Yep. Uh, belly up to the blackboard podcast at gmail.com email us with but, whatever you uh, <clears throat> are interested in and like yeah. you want us to talk about yeah any teachers want to want to come on and just talk to yeah. absolutely we had, like I said you. we had an interview last week and um, yeah how'd that yeah. go 
it went really well. It went really, really well. So the only problem was uh, when we videoed it because we used uh, Google Meet. Part of mine was because it was it was kind of choppy. So the interview went well. The audio is great. Video, um, the audio on the video struggled a little bit, but we'll get that figured out. We're just trying, you know, you know, we're just messing around. So yeah, absolutely. Um, hopefully, we'll continue to do these more more frequently. And I then think so. after our move, I think we're gonna have a designated spot. Yeah. So that'll be awesome. So all right, all right, everybody, appreciate it. Thank you. See ya. Yeah.